0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite sports podcast with Man in the Hat Sports Podcast with your host, Luke Nortoon. If you're just joining me today, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. You can follow along and listen on Apple and Spotify under Man in the Hat Sports Podcast with Luke Nortoon. If you ever go on social media and you're wondering what my page is like and the information I'm going to cover in these episodes, feel free to follow the Myth Podcast. That's M-I-T-H Podcast. Now today's episode is really going to be covering the NFL, it's going to go over the Super Bowl matchups and the championship games from last week, as well as talk about some QB situations, because we got a couple of QB situations brewing, with some quarterbacks wanting to get out, not re-signing with their team, and questing a trade, so without further ado, let's jump into the episode today. So there was two games last week. Obviously, you have the AFC and the NFC, which is both conferences in the NFL. In the NFC Championship game, you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers play in Green Bay. The Buccaneers ended up winning 31-26, to which gives Tom Brady his ticket to his 10th Super Bowl. It is also the first team to go home for the Super Bowl. Out of the 55 Super Bowls that have happened, this is the first time. A team has taken themselves to their own stadium for the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's old as time. He's 43 years old, still getting it done. And here's some of the reasons why the Buccaneers beat the Packers. The Buccaneers' defense played superb in that game. They sacked Aaron Rodgers a total of five times. And also, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' offense went off at timely times. For instance, Tampa Bay scored a touchdown with one second left in the first half to Scottie Miller to give themselves a lead 21-10. to 10. Tom Brady played okay. He had three touchdowns, but also threw three interceptions, but those picks were in the second half, and it almost was too little too late for the Packers to come back, and honestly, Packers kind of kicked themselves in the foot by making a decision that came back to haunt them. On a fourth down play, instead of going for it, they kicked a field goal when they were down 31-23 to 23 with only two minutes left to play in the game. Obviously, you're only down by eight, and so if you get a touchdown and get the two-point conversion, you're tied. But head coach Matt Lafleur goes for the field goal, and that obviously comes back to kick him in the butt. The Buccaneers got the ball back, kind of just ran out the clock, had a couple of penalties against the Packers, which led them to lose that game. Now on the AFC side, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills ended up losing this game 38-24. to I wanted the Bills to win this game, but not really surprised that they lost. Kansas City, by far, is a better team here. Bills actually led 9 nothing in the first quarter, but Chiefs came back and took over that game for sure. Ended up scoring 21 straight points after going down 9 nothing. Obviously, that's a pretty good way to answer, and Bills didn't really get it done. Almost kind of like the Packers, it was too little too late to make a huge comeback. Defense for Kansas City played great, limiting the Bills' superstar wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, to only 77 yards and no touchdowns. He's obviously been the main target with Josh Allen. They've been connecting really well, but when you hold them to just under 100 yards for a whole game, that's pretty good. Kansas City, offensive line played great as well, allowing Mahomes to have time and space to throw the ball. They only gave up one sack, obviously giving Mahomes time to throw the ball. Mahomes had three touchdowns, about 330 yards with no turnovers, which is key in these championship games because any play can go either way and end up affecting the team. end Travis Kelsey had two of their three touchdowns with 118 receiving yards and He's been the story for this team the last couple of years. He's been emerging as one of the best tight ends in the game lately. And also, this is Kansas City's second straight Super Bowl appearance. They went to the Super Bowl last year, where they beat San Francisco 31-20. to It's also funny, too, because the back-to-back Super Bowls now are in Florida. Last year's was in Miami Stadium. I believe it's called Hard Rock Stadium. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium, I believe, is Raymond James Stadium. Anywho, the big matchup here is the father time versus the young kid. I think, on paper, Kansas City's going to win this game. And, you know, I don't really know if Tampa Bay's got a chance, but you got Tom Brady still playing the way he's going. He's going to silence all those critics and put them all to bed. I'd love to see Tampa Bay win this game, but I think Kansas City's going to be too much for them to handle. I do think, though, that Tampa Bay's going to have a better defensive game and they're going to really have to stop Kansas City's offensive weapons if they're going to want to stand a chance. It's actually kind of funny. I was talking with one of my buddies the other day, and he was wishing that the Bills would have won so I could have jumped through a table. And so we were just kind of talking. He's like, you know, if the Buccaneers win, you should go jumping through a table too. And I'm like, hey, that's a great idea. And obviously, it's not the same meaning as, you know, the Bills because it's Bills Mafia. They jump through a table. But it would still give me an excuse to jump through that plastic table. So shout out to my friend Tyler for for giving me that idea. If Tampa Bay wins, I will be jumping through a plastic table. And now before I get into my main point of the day, let's jump into today's hat. The hat of the day is brought to you by the Sacramento Kings. And now this hat's a little bit more personal to me. I just moved up to Sacramento about a couple months ago. I moved in November. I started a new job. Just maybe 30 minutes outside of Sacramento. It's called Yuba College. I'm the equipment manager there. I handle their nine sports. Obviously, things are quiet right now with COVID and things like that. We've opted out of some sports. So it's been really an interesting transition. But anywho, the Sacramento Kings hat, it's one of their city editions hat, I believe, from maybe a year or two ago. It's a red primary with Sac Town written across in white lettering and blue outline. And now I'm not the biggest Kings fan and just kind of hat to rep the area. But honestly, once the NBA allows fans back, you know, I'm going to maybe go down to watch some Kings game because it's maybe only less than 30 minutes to go over there. And there you have it. There's today's hat. And now without further ado, let's jump into the main aspect of this episode with a QB carousel that's going around the league. First QB here that I want to talk about is Matt Stafford, who's a QB of the Detroit Lions. He's been there since 2009. He was the first pick of that draft in that year. Um, So he's played a long time with the Lions. He's played 165 games with 45,000 passing yards, 282 touchdowns, to only 144 interceptions. And that's a pretty good quarterback rating in yards, but didn't really translate to a great team. Over his years in Detroit, He's compiled a 74 and 90 record. He's played in three playoff games and they've lost them. And the crazy thing is Stafford's, I believe, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in this league. He's got so many records, which I'll go over with both the NFL and the Lions. So for the NFL, he holds a couple of records. He holds the most game winning drives and fourth quarter comebacks in a season. And he's also the fastest player to 40,000 yards. And that's pretty crazy if he's doing with the team that's gone 74 and 90 the last 10 or so years, and he's still able to be a consistent quarterback. And now, on the other side, you got the Lions and their franchise records. He leads them in pass completions with almost 4,000 in passing yards, which he's got to 45,000. I believe, honestly, though, the Lions have been wasting his career. They've been known to do this over time with the stars they've gotten over the years. For instance, Calvin Johnson who leads the team in receiving yards and touchdowns. It's been a weapon for Matthew Stafford when they played together. It was a great duo to watch. And also one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, he played a long time ago, but um, Barry Sanders played for the Lions as well. And it's sad to see them waste so many careers. And between the three of those players, they only had a combined 11 playoff games. Ended up losing all of them except for one. That's pretty crazy for this team. It's sad, really, with those players. But obviously, that doesn't leave any shortage of teams who are interested in Stafford. Obviously, his record is not that great, but I don't think most teams care about that. It's about his play and doing some research. Over a third of the league is interested. And could really help the Lions find some key players and pieces that could help them get better. As they're kind of going through a rebuild, they're hired a new coach and all that fun stuff. So here's some of the teams that are interested in Stafford. You got from the Colts, because QB Rivers just retired. Could be a good option for them. Patriots, kind of the same thing. Just parted ways with Cam Newton. Denver Broncos is interesting. Obviously, I'm a huge Denver Broncos fan. Always have been since I have started following football. They've really needed help with the QB position since really I think when Peyton Manning left in twenty fifteen when he won the Super Bowl with them. Obviously Drew Locke's played for a couple years. He's not terrible, but I don't think he's your prime time career building quarterback. And lastly, you got the 49ers. They could end up parting ways with Jimmy Garoppolo, really hasn't been playing too great. Could also help the team save some cap space. And now on the other side. We have Deshaun Watson. I've kind of touched on him a couple episodes ago. Came out today. He officially wanted a trade from the team. He's 28 and 25 as a quarterback, and they had a 4-12 and 12 record this season. They hired our new coach this year, just actually the other day, and David Coley from the Baltimore Ravens, who was previously their passing game coordinator. Deshaun Watson's had a pretty good career in Houston after being drafted in 2017. His best seasons came in 2018 and 2019, where he made the playoffs in both of them. He compiled a 21-10 and 10 record over those two seasons, and a 1-2 and two playoff record. So that's actually pretty good for him. Obviously, this last season was a straw for him. Played really poorly. The team around him did, but he himself had a fantastic season. And if you listen to that episode, I kind of go into that. You know, obviously he's frustrated with lack of inclusion on big hires and even giving his own picks who he'd like to see to be hired. But, you know, you're going to ruin your relationship with arguably one of the most important positions. Don't know if I really feel bad for the Texans. They kind of screwed up themselves there. But anywho, you know, some of the trade destinations here, you got some of the same teams, the Patriots, the Dolphins, 49ers, and the Jets, and the Washington football team. Don't really know where he's going to end up. I heard the Dolphins is a big one being traded with Tua. be interesting to see where these two quarterbacks end up in the next couple of weeks. And that's going to be the information I got for you today. Kind of just talking about some football news and keeping you up to date with some interesting news with the quarterback situations. Thank you, as always, as listening to this podcast. You can follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Man in the Hat Sports Podcast and on Instagram under The Myth Podcast. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time on the Man in the Hat Sports Podcast.